Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowl and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowl and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. and welcome back to another episode of don't blame me woohoo in case you all um have forgotten we're still in the middle of the pandemic so we remind them all the time so i don't know how they could have forgotten 
You know, it just seems it seems to be this wild thing how people can just be done with it once they choose to. As if, you know, everybody else isn't like bored as fuck and like wants to go do shit. So last night I got a phone call at 1043 from a phone number that uh, it was from my hometown, 479. And I was like, who the fuck is this? So I answered the phone and someone was like, hey, Diamond. And I was like, who, again, who the fuck is this? He was like, this is Kenneth. And I was like, oh, no, actually, I asked who the fuck is this? Yeah. It wasn't a, like it was an actual <laughs> And he said, this is Kenneth. And I was like, are my parents OK? Because this is like a family friend. So uh, he's like, yeah, I'm here with them. And I lost my fucking shit. Why was he calling to say what? Him and his wife and my parents were all hanging out together and they wanted to settle a debate that they were having to see if I was more like my dad or my mom. So, you know, the first question I asked was, do you guys have on masks? Also, it was 1043 here. So that means it was 1243 there. I said, do you guys have on masks? I went into the spill and then he was like, why are you at home on a Saturday night? And I said, because we're in the middle of a fucking pandemic and you should be at home too. It's wild. You would also think your parents at this point, if they are going to just like break it, they just would hide it from you better. Exactly. Like, because I yell at them about it all, all the, the time. time. Wow. All the time. It's wild. It It does feel like they're... It seems to be like, I, I mean, obviously it's like not spread out like age wise. Like there, I don't know if we have even statistics of people who are like taking it more seriously, mm -hmm. but it does feel crazy that like there's a lot of people who are like having to parent their parents Yep. in it. A lot right. of my friends are, were going through that like exact same thing. And it's like, no, I have to remind you that like, yeah, I've still had to kind of do that with my dad. But also like, I just, he just doesn't really like tell, like, I'm like, don't do anything that. And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, you're just not going to tell. Yep. Like, I have no fucking idea. One time my mom FaceTimed me and she had on like a full face of makeup and a fancy shirt. And I was like, you really didn't think this out, did you? Did you? Where the fuck have you been? Good God. Just stay inside. I don't get Just... Like, they have the two of you have each other. I have yeah. nobody when I'm staying inside. So, like, you have the both of you in a four bedroom house. You can figure mm -hmm. it out. Well, the issue is, too, is, like, uh, you and people even say that they're, like, going by, like, state-by-state state guideline. I'm, like, you have to remember that, like, we're not doing a good job. So, like, mm -hmm. any of, like, anytime someone's, like, oh, and, like, it'll happen in, like, the Facebook group, people are, like, well, we're fo I'm following, like, my state's guidelines. I'm, like, cool. I could follow my state guidelines, too. And, like, we still are increasing in cases, like, every day. Like, yeah. these guidelines, like, it's not working. So, you're telling me, like, hey, I'm doing the thing that is, like, made, like, the U.S., like, the actual, like, laughing stock of, like, the entire fucking world in regards to this pandemic. And it's, like, oh, okay. So, you're upholding the norm of death. For sure. Love that. Ugh. Fucking wild. Um, well, anyways, guys, this is Don't Blame Me. It's an advice podcast. If you want to call in for an upcoming episode, you can leave us a voicemail at 310-694-0976. And international listeners, you can send us an audio message at meganpodcast at gmail.com. Hi, Megan and guest. Um, so my boyfriend and I have been together for about five months. 
um, but I'm having a problem with his ex. They broke up four years ago, and they're still in constant communication. Like, they probably talk every week or so. In the beginning, he would get really emotional about her and kind of talk about, like, how much he hurt him because she actually cheated on him, and that's where they ended things. Um, So eventually, after, like, him talking about it for such a long time, I told him that he had to stop talking about her to me because it hurt me and it just like makes me feel uncomfortable and he was like yeah that's fine whatever um but it's still just like bothering me that he talks to her so much he says that they just send each other memes and that's something serious but it feels really disrespectful um I've talked to him many times about how uncomfortable it makes me like I've sat and cried about it actually and I just haven't asked him to stop talking to her completely because I don't want to be that girlfriend, but I've definitely hinted at him maybe possibly doing that, but he just, like, doesn't take that hint. Um, his ex actually lives across the country, so I'm not really worried about him cheating, but I have doubts that he's ever going to, like, really get over her, even if he says that he's over it. I love him, and I can see a future with him, but it sucks. Um so any advice would help? Is it a deal breaker? Should I ask him to cut her off completely? I'm not really sure, but any advice would help. Thanks, guys. Sending memes is actually very intimate. Like, I actually think that's very... Like, if I send someone a TikTok or a meme, like, intimate. Not necessarily, yeah. necessarily sexually, but, like, that's like a... I mean, that means you and I are very intimate. <laughs> I think that means me and Mots are like one-sided intimate because it's me sending like 95 TikToks and him just not responding. And then at the <laughs> end of the night, I'm going, can we watch all of the ones that you never responded to now? Um, I mean, this, I'm like a big proponent of telling people what you need because people aren't mind readers, but he is actively choosing to n- not break, like stop contact with her. And is putting it on you to mm-hmm. explicitly ask for it. Like, this is like, this isn't one of those situations where like, oh, well, he can't read your mind. Like, no, you're crying and you're clearly uncomfortable with him messaging her and him talking to her. And so the logical thing is he should stop talking to her. But by him not doing that and him making it be like, so you would have to explicitly ask him to stop talking to her, that puts the blame on you. And so then he can go tell that girl, my girlfriend doesn't want me. My girlfriend said, I can't talk to you anymore. Like, it just... the if he's not choosing to do those actions on his own, that's just because he wants you to be the villain. Um, and I, I don't like this. I don't either. And I mean, it's been said several times on here that I'm still friends with my ex exes, but only the ones where their girlfriends are fully aware of our past. And I'm actually friends with their girlfriends as well i never messaged them without the girlfriends being on the message and i actually talked to the girlfriends more than i talked to them so there's a respect level that goes there and if he's not respecting your wishes then it's 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 not that's not a symbiotic like that relation the relationship there's not the communication isn't open and he's not receptive to what you have to say and it's completely disrespectful and also like since he talked about 
how bad she hurt him and how bad that she cheated on him. I really think there's just like a part of him that's still into her. And like, if she hadn't cheated, then they'd still be together. A hundred percent agree. And I think he's valuing his validation over like your emotions and your comfort. And like, he's being like, well, no, I like talking to this girl and it is an okay trade off that my girlfriend is crying and is upset about it. Like that's Mm -hmm. not, he doesn't know. It's not that he doesn't know that you're upset. And I think this is kind of like you can ask him to like fully stop talking for it. But I truthfully, I don't in the nicest way possible. I don't see this relationship going well because he's doesn't care about you as much as you care about him. Like you're worried about coming across like, quote unquote, that girl who tells her boyfriend to stop messaging his fucking ex-girlfriend like all the time and like talking with her all the time. Like you're that narrative that that would make you like a certain kind of girl, like uptight or like controlling is insane. Like Mm -hmm. that part's actually wild because that doesn't no. In reality, you should just be with a guy who's like, you know, not backburnering and like not talking to multiple girls. Like that makes him scummy, not you scummy for then asking him not to do that. Like it's in it's if he's making you feel which it does kind of sound like you just haven't necessarily said that but your language regarding this maybe it's from like a previous relationship or something but it does putting a lot of like the responsibility and blame on you for you feeling this way versus like him doing something that elicits like an actual like response like or a reaction like i hate the term overreacting i think overreacting is like absolute bullshit thing because we just react like that's Mm -hmm. that's it we just react there's no such thing as over underreacting um because that it's yeah um so i don't know if he's made you feel like you're being like quote-unquote crazy for feeling this way or if another relationship you've been in like made you question like oh am i making this too much of a big deal like is this a deal breaker is this not like blah 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 go with your gut instinct in this and Anyone who sees that you're in pain and is upset over something should actively make that choice. And if he's not choosing to make the choice and like fix the thing that he's doing that's hurting you, he is okay with hurting you. And then Mm -hmm. the only time he's going to stop is when you tell him to stop. And it's not because he doesn't know. It's because he wants to place the blame on you, which fucking sucks. Sorry, you're going through this. Yeah. And who even knows if like this girl knows that he has a new girlfriend and like, what she feels about all of that. That's the thing that I also think is like so unfair. Cause in a lot of those situations, like she might not have any idea that you're un- like that. She might, he might say like, Oh, you're totally comfortable with it and you're totally fine with it. And then she's over here being like, Oh wow. If she eventually finds out, then it's like, Oh shit. <laughs> like I thought this was okay. He didn't let me know either. So he just yeah. kind of was like pulling the strings on both sides. Yep. Agree. Say boy. Bye. Honestly. Should we go on to the next? Yeah. Hi, guys. First off, just say I'm a huge fan. Listen to the podcast all the time. Also, I didn't prepare, write anything down, or, like, go through this in my head. So, sorry in advance. Um, And also, I'm an Aries, and I'm 22. So, anyways, I had this really good friend, and I was being a good friend to her. We were hanging out all the time. She started getting toxic in my life, so I dropped her didn't really say much just like told her I didn't want to hang out just like that like blew blew off plans didn't reply just tried to give like a subtle hint 
And then I found out that she had admitted to being in love with my husband. So I maturely texted her and said, I don't want to be friends with you anymore. Um, it just, I'm not getting anything out of the friendship anymore. And then I just blocked her. Well, one of my friends randomly added her on Snapchat and Facebook, and she goes on to tell my friend that I've cheated on my husband and slept with one of his best friends and that I'm a horrible person and I talk all this crap about everybody, which is why we're not friends. And the reason we're not friends is because I randomly blocked her on everything. And then she went on within the same hour to add my husband on Snapchat. So I was there. I said, please, please add her. I want to see what she has to say. And he said, I don't want to like add fuel to the fire. I just don't want to entertain this. And I said, I just want to see what she has to say. So he added her and she told him the same stories that I had slept with one of his friends, but she named him and he told her, um, I don't care who my wife sleeps with, leave me alone, and then block her. I don't believe that she believes that was him. She probably thinks that that was me. Um, but all my friends are telling me I need to go beat her ass or confront her. My mother-in-law is telling me I need to confront her. And I'm just at the place where I don't think I need to because I'm going to just be giving her what she wants. But I wanted an unbiased opinion on if you think I should confront her and what I should say. Um, because it didn't really piss me off the fact that she said I cheated or anything. It was just the fact that she said I was a bad person and a bad friend because I was the complete opposite to the friendship. And I ended the friendship very maturely. And yeah, so anyways, unbiased opinion on what you think I should do or if I should stay the bigger person. Yeah. All right. Thanks guys. Bye. Um, I, are they in an open relationship? I don't know. Because she said, said, yeah, I don't care who my wife sleeps with. Mm -hmm. No, no shade at all. I'm just, I am just like curious, Curious especially because like, if he is one of his, like, if it's one of his friends and she specifically like named him like that to me is like a if you didn't sleep with him regardless if it's like if you guys have an open relationship like if you did cheat or like your and your partner knows like all that's all your own business like that's all of your own business but like it's great like that she would and if it's an open relationship it's not cheating no exactly but like even so if it was an open relationship or if it was cheating and like you and your partner like that's your business if you guys Mm -hmm. work through it like that's totally your own stuff um but for her to like name drop someone specifically or if it's a complete and total like lie and then you can just he could ask his friend like is the guy in on this too if it's a total lie that's like my first like just nosy question but wow okay so i know that you're over it and you just want her like to be done with the situation and everybody else is hyping you up to go beat her ass (laughs) i don't think that you should beat her ass because you know like the law but (laughs) stupid i know but i do think you need to confront her because she's just going to keep spreading these lies and you can say what you need to say just one time but let her know, like, you can't keep lying about me. 
Mm-hmm. Or, and yeah, just because you got your feelings hurt. Like, what did she expect? You to divorce your husband so she could <laughs> be with him? Or, like, you to be okay with it and you guys to stay friends? Or, like, for her to just to join in? If you have an open relationship, she's pro- she might be like, oh. okay, I can join in and be part of this non-monogamous relationship. Trash. I mean, I I agree. I mean, like I'm like such a confrontational person, but I do understand that there's sometimes when people like that's all that they want is that kind of like attention. And so you actually get more satisfaction and like hurt them more or get to them more by not giving them that. Um, and that's like the kind of control and power that I think could, is sometimes like needed in those situations. But I think it just really... I think it really just depends on like like the so the, like the friend who added her and all that stuff that sounds like the friend told you everything so like it's not like she's like getting to people it's not like she's like actually changing people's minds or like affecting that so I think like if you want to like let it lay low for a couple months and like if she doesn't drop it and then have like a whole sit down. I mean, my power move, I would bring your husband with you and have him be like, oh, not 100%. Into- He's just there. Yeah. Like, and have that be like this thing of being like, I'm not interested in you. Sorry. Like this whole thing is like absolutely wild. But, um, I, it, it that, that confrontation and all of that, it's only if you're going to get anything out of it because like Mm -hmm. you're you either have you either want to or you don't and like wanting to have confrontation about something or talk about something it's because like that's a release and that's going to feel like so fucking good and satisfying for you but if that's not how you feel you're just going to go like it's you're not really ever lukewarm on confrontation like it's either like i need to tell this person off or you're like oh i really don't even like i don't have like any desire to do any of this personally i think that like I, I if if you want to I would do it but I'm also yeah. fucking confrontational and I'm I'm not confrontational at all but I feel like she's just going to keep saying things because she can because no one's stopping her or saying anything for her to stop that's true like she's your, your friend that she added is probably not the only friend that she's going to keep spreading these lies to so until yeah. until something's said for her to stop she's going to keep doing it Mm-hmm. maybe she'll she'll like end up messaging the mother-in-law and the mother-in-law already knows and is like beat her ass yeah <laughs> that trick <laughs> uh that's crazy though what a bitch what a like truly what a fucking bitch <laughs> yeah like in snapchat and facebook like bitch calm Come the on. fuck down Hi, Megan and Melissa. I'm a 20-year-old Virgo, and I have a current situation that I could use some insight on. Please don't touch me, though. I'm a little sensitive. Um, About a year ago, a year to a year and a half ago, me and my ex broke up, but we continued a friendship like a few minutes, a few months after the breakup. But that friendship obviously turned into us hooking up 98% of the time. And we kind of just act like a couple after we have sex. And then through this time, I was pretty aware of my place as in that I'm his ex. And I tried to not get too caught up with my emotions. We've both been aware of the fact that we both still have feelings for each other, but never really talked about it. 
and I ended up hoarding so many questions in my mind. But a few days ago, he called me to tell me that he's been talking to somebody for a few weeks. I don't really understand why he told me if he's only been talking to them for a few weeks, but I guess he might take it more serious than I assume. Um, I remained pretty calm during the conversation, but then I eventually asked him all the questions that I was hoarding on to, such as if he saw it um, getting back together in the future, if he still had feelings for me. He said yes to both of those. Um, there were other questions, too, but there's just too much to explain. He didn't say it word for word, but it kind of felt like he was saving me for later or something like that. But now I'm at the point where I need to kind of force myself to get over him. But having that conversation made it super confusing. I don't really understand why he would want to start a relationship but still have feelings for me. Uh, I have a tendency also to get pretty depressed for a while when something makes me upset. And I could really use some advice on getting over him while also trying to keep my mental health stabilized. I don't have many friends, and with COVID, it's definitely harder to make friends. I also don't have a therapist, but I've been thinking about getting one for a while. It just makes me uncomfortable because my parents are pretty judgmental about, like, mental health issues. Um, but anyway, thank you for listening. If you do listen or take my call, bye. Our mind is can do a lot of like it does mental we do mental gymnastics a lot and when someone says something that we and we have feelings for this person we can hold on to like those like little glimmers of hope and disregard the actual situation that we're in because logically like everything you're saying is correct like why would he date someone if he did have feelings for you and this idea that anyone does where like, oh, I'm just like saving you for later. And I like this kind of thing. My like, I, I dated a guy and him and I like, we broke up and we said that when we got a lot older, not that we were saving each other for later, but it was like a really big emotion to break up with because we were young when we dated. And then mm -hmm. once we got in like, we were like in like second, eighth grade, ninth grade. And then once we got like late high school, him and I both were like, you know, I feel like if we dated when we were older, we would have like really seriously dated for like a really long period of time. Like they were definitely like just bigger emotions than either of us were like really capable of like dealing with at that age. But that was all that that was to it. It wasn't like, a, oh, we're going to revisit this once we're older. It was just a wow, this is something that I think if we had met at a different point in our life, it could have been something else. And then that's it. But when you really like care about somebody that turns into the hope. Mm -hmm. And like, I think he's back you. And I think 100. if he wanted to date you and be with you, he would be with you. And I think that like the, the I think we should go back based on the fact that you should get like move on from this and like work on getting over it. I think the first step is 100% a therapist. I think depending, she said she's 20 or some, I don't remember if she was 20, another caller is 20, but your parents are still pretty involved in your life because they're judgmental about mental health. Um, I think the that's a really hard conversation to have with um, parents about it, but none of it hurts. And I know that that can, that's like such like a privileged way of like thinking that that will get through to people because it doesn't always. But if you can go through like your general practitioner and talk about therapy, and then if you like your like general practitioner or your doctor and your doctor is like your parents go with you to the doctor still and they can be in the room and like talk about like, you know what, like mental health is really important. And like 
we did like uh, a mental health screening with her and she's testing on a level where we do think that she would really benefit from therapy and like therapy is not going to hurt her. It's not going to make anything worse. Like the only thing that it can do is like really hopefully like help in this situation. Granted, they have if you good therapist, but like as like a whole. And so I think if you're comfortable talking with them through that, but if it's more of like a silent judgmental kind of thing, and then you still have the ability to go to therapy, even if they're like judgmental about it, I would. And then I would talk to your therapist about like how to deal with that. Um, because it, going through like extreme emotions when things happen can be very normal, but it can also be going into like a depressive like state for that. And I think the way that you can monitor your emotions through going through a breakup is you don't, you said you don't have a ton of friends, but if you have like a, like a cousin or a family member, or even like a a singular friend that you can kind of talk to that you're going to do this. And like, I'm going to end things with him. And I, I really just would like to be able to like check in on each other and then Mm -hmm. have distractions through all of that kind of stuff. But I think it depends on like what, you do after like a breakup or when you're sad like do you romanticize like once things are over whether it's like a friendship or something or you're just having feelings of sadness about something being done is it because you romanticize it or do you like uh take on a lot of like the blame does it turn into a self-hatred kind of thing so i think if you can figure out uh or break down what it is that you feel or like mentally where your mind goes in those kinds of moments then you can combat it that way. So if it's like you romanticize everything and like you get this like really like sad longing and wistful kind of thing, I think make a list of all the things that aren't great about him and things you don't right. like. So it can remind you about all of that stuff. If it turns into like uh, a blame and reflection on you sort of a thing, make a list of things that are like things that you really like about yourself or things that are great about you. And then also, again, all the things that like weren't awesome about them and how this will move on and this will be fine. Uh, and I think a lot of it is the more you can talk through your emotions and your feelings, which is what therapy is, the more that it, it's kind of like, like, I don't I would call it like any sort of like diagnosis in general can be really validating. But when you say something out loud, And then someone is able to like hear that and respond to that. It A, makes those feelings that you have usually a whole lot less scary because you're putting it out in the open and someone is either going to tell you that that's like explain why you feel like that or explain like how this could be tied to all of this. But it just takes the burden off of you and carrying the weight of all of this kind of stuff. And I think I think therapy is like a great way to go through this. Um. But also, you can't move on if he's still in your life, if you're still hooking up, if you're still texting him, if you're still acting like a couple after you have sex. He has to be not a part of your life. And I think since you are so attached to him, you can't even be friends with him at this point. So you've got to cut him out, period, and say, hey, look. And does he know that you still have feelings for him or does he think that you guys are just hooking up? So. I think you need to say to him, hey, like, I still have feelings for you. And if you're talking to someone else, then that hurts my feelings and I want to be with you. So I need, we can't hook up anymore. We can't talk to each other anymore for my own 
benefit in my own health. I just need you out of my life. No, I fully agree. It's there's no way for you to move on um, past this. And you can't move on. You can't move past something when you can roll over and see him. You can't move past something when he's inside of you. Like mm-hmm. you just, it doesn't work like that. And uh, it's it's definitely like hard. But if he, if he, like you, you don't want to get caught up in the the mind games of a guy who makes you feel, because uh, he's doing that thing where he's talking about how he was like hooking up with somebody else, but like has kind of responded in this way that he's like saving you for later where like he's actively not choosing you and then telling you that you're the most special of everyone. Mm-hmm. And that's a mind fuck. Like that is such an absolute mind fuck. And it, it screws, it messes with you. It fully messes with you. And I, I take him by in this situation, take him by his actions, not his words. And if he wanted yeah. to be with you, he would be with you. And choosing not to be with you is not some all-encompassing, way bigger emotion and way bigger love. It's not a bet like it's just him not choosing to be with you, which fucking sucks. But like you said, you need to fully cut off all contact from him and yeah, not resp- like block his number, mute him on everything, and just make it like I just mute. Leaving out, you need to mute and unfollow. Yeah, from everything. He's just muted. You can still get to him. Maybe mm-hmm. block him. Yeah. Ugh. Ugh. I hate that. Like it's such like a. It's a messy situation with a lot of feelings on the line. And there's like a there's an aspect of honesty in where someone comes to you and tells you something. And like she said, like he didn't necessarily have to tell her. So then it becomes like, oh, wow, he's like being so upfront and honest. Like I sh- can't be mad now. Like mm-hmm. or I should feel a certain, like this is like such a good guy move for him to kind of tell me. And not that he's necessarily like a bad dude, but like every choice and thing that he's done is like playing with your emotions to an extent that like makes you just be like, what the fuck is going on? Right. And that's does not that does not like a quote-unquote good guy make he's just exactly trying to get it all exactly okay guys we're gonna take a quick break and we'll be right back Okay, guys, we are back from our break. We're getting to the rest of our calls. Hi, Megan, Melissa, and potential guests. Um, I'm calling in today to talk about my boyfriend. So, uh, for context, we've been together for about three years now. Uh, love him to death. Great. Um, in the last year so, something has bugged me a lot, um, which is that, so he doesn't have any social media besides Snapchat. Um, he's just like, he's always told me, like, I'm not that kind of person. Like, I just don't have anything to post. Like, I just don't really care that much, which I've always respected because, you know, it keeps him off of his phone. And, um, yeah. So, anyway, uh, in the last year, I've noticed that there is this burner Instagram account that watches my Instagram stories. Um, it followed me in the past and I tried to follow it back, uh, and it wouldn't let me. Um, I know for a fact that it's him, 
because the people that it follows um, are people who he went to high school with, who I went to high school with, um, who he knew from his old hometown. So I know it's him. Um, and I have brought it up to him um, a couple times now and kind of been like, okay, like, I think this is you. And he's denied it. Um, so I'm frustrated because I know it's him and I don't care about him having social media. The thing is, it's like, I wouldn't care if he had a normal Instagram account and just you know, followed all these people on that. However, the fact that it's like a secret and that it's like the burner account um, makes me uncomfortable. Um, I, ever since I brought it up to him the last time, he has completely stopped using it. And so I doesn't watch my stories anymore. So I know it's him. Um, however, it really bugs me that he won't admit to it because um, I just, you know, obviously there's something he's hiding then. Uh, anyways, I'm just frustrated and I love him and I, I don't want to believe that, you know, he's doing anything bad on these accounts. However, I'm sure you both will be like um, thinking otherwise. Uh, but I just want to get to the bottom of this and it really bugs me and yet I don't want to keep bringing it up just to have him keep on it. Um, so any advice would be much appreciated. Uh, I love you guys a lot and yeah. All right. Thanks. Bye. You know where she lost me? Where? At the very beginning when she said the only social media he has is Snapchat because of all the social medias to say that you have, that's the sketchiest one. That's the one where you can hide the most shit. And then two, he is the worst snooper of all snoopers. <laughs> because if you're going to have a Finsta account, you don't follow other people that you know. And then have your account locked. And then, like, snoop and get caught. This is so weird. It's weird. And I think he, one, has something to hide. Mm -hmm. And he isn't telling. I mean, he's obviously hiding this Instagram account. So if he's lying about this, he's probably lying about other things. And then, two, I don't think he trusts you completely because why would he be looking at your Instagram if he trusted you? That's the so. part. That's the part that really stuck out to me because it's like, he follows people that he knows and his friends and stuff, which I'm like, okay, at first I thought this was going along the lines of like, oh, and I found it and it only follows like a bunch of girls, like a bunch of like hot, like stereotypical hot girl stuff. Um, and then he denied like, but, but the fact that he follows like friends. So that to me is like, it's in use. Like he's using it, especially mm -hmm. like are his friends accounts private? Like, did he have to request them? And then like, Say are that, they following who's following him as well yeah and but the fact that he's looking at yours is that's weird like mm -hmm. either that's like and i that's not even like a i would say that initially i'd be like oh rookie mistake you should have switched back like you're looking at from your fence stuff but i'm like oh no you this is the only account that you have like right. why are you looking at your girlfriend's and why are you lying about it like if you just have this like just to look at people's accounts then just say that you have an Instagram where you're ghost following people. Because I also think it's totally normal. Like, I think it's 
I like Mott's post on his Instagram like once a year. Like there are times, but he's looks he's on Instagram. He'll like post mm-hmm. on his stories sometimes, but like he's not like Instagram doesn't always have to be about like posting stuff. And like the idea that he's like, oh no, like I get people who don't have Instagram because they're like, oh, I'm just not into social media. Like I really just don't like like that. I'm not, I I don't, I'm not into that at all, blah, blah, blah. But it seems like for him, it's just he doesn't want to post stuff. And so then he has a whole account that's not posting stuff that's just like following. And yeah, I mean, can you get into the account? Because like, I can't even explain how much like, dude, I feel so, so fucking bad for you because this would drive me fucking crazy. Like I cannot handle when people are lying to me and I know that they're lying and there's something so fucking insulting about like this is so obviously and clearly him and for him to then like for me when this happens and someone lies to me about something so obvious I'm like I'm not stupid like do you think I'm fucking stupid like how dumb do you think that I am that I don't recognize this like it's insulting that you think that you're getting away with something like this and like you're just making it so much fucking worse because you're Mm -hmm. right if he He's hiding something on that account because he has something to hide. So I think if you can get into the account, I would try to. But I would also like have a sit down conversation with him and be like, we are not getting up from this table until you tell me the truth. Like, I'm not kidding, dude. Like, this is like, this is, I don't care how, like, do not gaslight me and do not try and tell me that I'm being crazy for stalking all of this stuff. Like, it, you don't hide something unless you have something to hide. So tell me what it is. And it's like, I don't, you need to tell me, but right now I will be, I am mad a hundred, like, and this is what I've done in these situations where I'm like, I'm here. I am. I'm, I'm as mad as I can be right now. So no matter what I find, I will either stay this mad or I will be less mad, but you not telling me is not going to do anything. I'm going to stay at the level 100. And either Mm -hmm. I will stay at the level 100 once I find it out. But if you don't tell me, I'm still at level 100. Like, you're not getting out of this in a way that is like, oh, I'm not just going to forget and move on and we're going to be totally fine. Like, you don't get to, like, walk away from the situation. Like, you created this. And so, like, now you have to explain it. And if it really isn't a big deal and I'm blowing it out of proportion, then tell me what it is. And I can tell you if it's a big deal or not. Right. Also, so on Instagram, I'm not, not sure because I don't have my contacts connected. But can't you, like, search for people by their phone number? Yeah, you can do it through Facebook. I think you can do through phone number, too. I think so, too. I think you can. Uh, Yeah, but I wonder if it is, like, through contact-wise, you could see that. Um, Yeah, he just needs to explain himself, and you need to not take no for an answer and just, like, have a sit-down conversation. Because, like, I get what you mean of saying, like, you don't want to have to keep bringing this up and have the conversation go nowhere. Like give like you need to have an ultimatum conversation with him and just be mm-hmm. like, we are not moving from this couch or we're not moving from this table until we get to the bottom of this. Like, I'm not going to walk around with this on like weighing on me for the rest of our relationship. And like, if you don't want to tell me because you think it's going to end our relationship, like, let me be the dis- I, I, I have a say in that and I have a choice. But if you're not going to tell me we're not building a relationship based on the fact that I know you're lying to me about this fucking thing, that's super sus. Right. And I just maybe it's bad advice to just say, just take no for an answer. But like, I, I just like don't take no for an answer. He's and like, lying though. Take the truth for an answer. Yeah. That's but like it. him, this, this like skirting past it, it's like, no, we're going to get to the bottom of this and you're going to tell me everything. And it sounds like, you know him really well. So like, you know, when he's lying in this situation, you know, when he's telling the truth and you'll know when he tells you the whole truth and like, just don't stop. <laughs> like just, and, and what then if, if- what if it's one of his friends? 
that's following her from this fake account. Because then he'd have all the high school friends. That's my only, that's my only, like, the the best case scenario out of this. Yeah. It's like a friend that would have the same contacts. But then just serendipitously stopped watching her stories. Because he... Knew it was the friend. I don't know. <laughs> no, I know. It's it's yeah. it's wild because also there are some things that like there are some things that like seem super fucking sus and then you like ask about it and it's like, oh, okay, I can tell you're telling the truth. And like mm-hmm. there there are just when you when you're upfront with that, but like anytime, even if someone says like, Oh, it's like it's super innocuous and like you're gonna read too much into it or I don't want to upset you, it's like, oh, because there's something there that would upset me. Like if you have the fucking pride that people have, like you would not, if you didn't do something sus, you would not, you would give me the solid answer. So I would know that. But if you're not going to give me the answer and you're just going to keep lying, it's because you know, you did something sus as fuck. And so Mm -hmm. then this suspicious answer in your mind is less suspicious than the actual action that you did. And that's how you know it's fucking bad. When someone's lying to you and it's so bad, then you're like, oh, dude, what the fuck is the truth like? Like, how bad do you think this truth is? And how bad do you think I'm going to react that you're going to go out of your way to, like, concoct this absolutely, like, unbelievable lie or just, like, blatantly deny it and you can't even come up with a lie about it because, like, Mm -hmm. there is nothing that it could be. I also want to know how many followers she has because if you have, like, a hundred followers... And I mean, she saw that it was somebody that she knew that she didn't know was following her. So he is terrible. So bad. Being sneaky, which means that he's going to keep fucking up. Yeah. Which is like a positive for you. Mm -hmm. That you'll catch him in it. But I just Mm -hmm. think you need to have that conversation and he can't he can't get out of it. And it's. And I'm not saying that, like, you have to break up with him, but, like, because also, like, it's your life. But, but like, he's a liar. Yeah, he's lying. And you can get better at lying. And but the only thing that you can how that can work is, like, if he goes to therapy and then also, like, if he starts telling the truth and, like, mm-hmm. you can create an and that there is. He's comfortable enough to tell the truth and, like, you can know when he is telling the truth in that situation. But also don't let him, like, gaslight you into, like. I didn't want your response. Like, I just thought you'd be so upset or your songs, all of that stuff. It's like, that takes, that's not your, that's not your problem. If you think I'm going to be upset about something and don't do something that would upset me, but then you don't get to just not tell me. That's not, that's not being concerned about my feelings. That's being concerned about your own ass. Mm -hmm. Uh, But please give us an update. This is so weird to me. I get so fucking weird. But if you can snoop, I would, I would snoop. And see if he just maybe has the password. I'm sure he has a password fucking saved. If he doesn't even have it saved like in app, maybe he has it saved on like his iPad or maybe he has it saved like in a fucking note on his phone. Yeah. Also, she can probably, if she knows his email address or the username, you can probably figure it out how to get into his account. Like try, put in Mm -hmm. some fake passwords and then hit forget password see where his yep and then get the reset in the email and if it comes to his email you don't even have the thing is you don't even have to sign in you can just see if it goes to his email 
And then you can be like, it can okay. be, you guys can be sitting there right there to each <gasps> other, next to each other, and see if he checks his email. Do that. Do fucking that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm assuming you took screenshots. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, have that be like, okay, and then sit with him. And then if it does, and then it's like, okay, then show me this account. Right. Let's see inside this account. Let's look through. Hand me the phone. You're going to sit next to me while I look through all of this. And if he's like, oh, let me look through it for, mm-mm, 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 And this is the other thing that I just would, like, want to ingrain in everybody's heads. And, like, this is coming from, like, a heterosexual relationship point of view, like, cis woman dating cis man, which is the only experience I've had. But don't let people, like, and, like that, that like there's this manipulation of gaslighting that, and it specifically happens a lot with women. That it's your, it's about reactions, and it's like, well, I didn't want it. I'm, I'm looking out for you, and I don't want you to be upset. That's if you turn it around and think about it in the way that friends are. If you found out something about a friend, or you did something as a friend, or anything like that, you go to your friends and you tell your friends, like, oh, something, something upsetting happened, or something like that that ha- involves you. You don't necessarily withhold that from your friends like you give your friends the agency that they should they need to know the truth and that you're there as a support system and a friend to help them out with that but then there's this fucking twofold that can happen in relationships where it becomes no i'm protecting you from your own feelings Mm -hmm. which is such a controlling and like gross misogynistic sort of thing that just happens naturally when it comes like gaslighting and like any of that, it just like, it turns you from being able to trust your own instinct. And that's where we get like, the, oh, I don't want to be that kind of girlfriend. I don't want to be that kind of girl. I don't want to be that kind of girl. When in reality, it's like a completely normal reaction to a response of like someone doing something regards to you or someone that you care about and then explicitly hiding it from you and telling you it's for your own good. And you're a fucking adult. You're not a child. And like, oh, that's, my therapist says that's like the big thing that's like, no, Megan needs to know everything all the time. Like I need, I can't don't protect me from anything because like, that's not your job. I can do that myself. And anybody who then will manipulate and is like doing it for your own good, quote unquote, or like doesn't want to hurt you is because those are people who have hurt you and they don't want you to know. (sighs) I hate it. I hate it. Please let us know what happens. Hi, Megan and Melissa. I'm a 27-year-old Capricorn in my first relationship. We met last November and fell pretty quickly for each other before he got into grad school at the end of the year across the country. We weren't sure we were going to do long distance, but the quarantine brought us closer together, and we decided we could make it work, especially since I can now work remotely for at least the fall semester at his place. That's not why I'm calling, but it's part of it. I'm calling because I recently asked him a question I'm learning most people avoid. He once told me his ex, who he did long distance with in college, was always jealous of his friends that were girls, and it finally occurred to me that maybe it was because something happened with one of them. After worrying for months who it could be, I finally just asked him flat out, and he said it was one of his close friends that he talked to all the time. This was crushing for me because I know they're very close. She helped him through his breakup with his ex and his depression. They had sex a few times the summer he and his ex broke up in college. He never cheated on her when they were together, but his ex couldn't get past it. This friend has had a boyfriend now for the past three years, and they're very serious and won't live anywhere near my boyfriend when he moves. I know I can't punish him for something that happened five years ago, but I now feel extremely uncomfortable because he has been pushing a friendship with this girl and her boyfriend since we met. 
I did like her before I knew all this stuff, but now I can't stop thinking about them together and how much more she probably knows about him than me at this point. I know I can't tell him to never talk to her again, but every time I learn he has, I feel like throwing up and my mood changes. I definitely can't handle being near her anytime soon. I just feel lied to and insecure. My experience before him was very little, and I didn't keep any of those people in my life. He knows all this and has limited his contact with her, at least while he's around me, which makes me feel horrible. My question is, how do I not think about them together every free second I have? It's been a month, and I thought time would help. It comes the most when he's not around, so I'm more nervous than ever about long distance. I love him, and I trust him, but I can't seem to get over it. Thinking about it all the time makes me miserable, but I'd be even more miserable if I ended things with someone I love over something that happened before me. Maybe I just need more time, but I'd appreciate any advice you can give. Thanks. Ooh, this is messy. Mm-hmm. Um, I think your feelings are completely valid because he was not open and honest with you from the very beginning that he had slept with her. Um... He should have told you. Especially because they're still friends. There's yeah, because they're still friends. And he's pushing a friendship with them. So, I mean, I don't think just from what you told us, I don't and the fact that she's in a relationship, I don't think that he has feelings for her. I think that she was a good friend that, you know, like he hooked up with and he and she's still his friend, but if they have feelings for each other, then they'd probably be together if you've got friendship and sex together. So, mm-hmm. like, they weren't compatible as people that, that would be in a relationship with each other. But still, he should have been cognizant of your feelings from the beginning um, and before he started trying to make you be friends with her. Yeah, Um And I'm curious if her boyfriend knows and if she asked him, hey, let's not tell whatever your, let's say your name is like Sarah. Like, let's not tell Sarah that we hooked up because I like if my my boyfriend would be pissed off. Yeah. So there needs to be um, because in this situation, his loyalties need to lie somewhere. They either are lying with her and it's like, oh, uh, for her own sake, I don't. Like for, yeah, for this, my friend's sake, I don't want to, I'm not going to tell her because that would make, that would hurt her relationship, but in turn hurts your relationship. And that's not necessarily like malicious. It could truly just be like, you guys didn't necessarily, like you said, like quarantine sped up your relationship. Like it could have, this could have just been an absolute perfect storm where like he didn't know how serious you guys were going to be. And so then when there were discussions with him and his best friend about it. He did his loyalties did lie with her because they were a lot closer. Mm-hmm. And then you guys ended up getting a lot closer, a lot quicker. And then it was like, well, fuck, how do I like, how does this get brought up again? The fact that like he's definitely cut back on like contact with her and all of that stuff, you shouldn't feel horrible about at all. That's not like that's not on you. This feels like the theme of the episode of like, I don't want to be one of those girls who tells him not to like talk to her, but he is going based off of like your comfort level. And Mm -hmm. if she is like a good friend in that sense, like she also doesn't, it's like you said, when you're friends with your exes, like she doesn't want to make you feel like if she no, if a good friend, you find out that like, Oh, this friendship is like real. And I've been in that situation too, where it's like, Oh, my girlfriend has has a hard time with you around and all of that stuff and I'm like oh my god I don't want to make her feel uncomfortable at all like fucking back burner me I'll talk to you later on our own time like I don't want to make her feel uncomfortable 
So I wouldn't worry about that at all. But, um, I, this is, it's probably not what you want to hear, but like a month isn't a long time. Like, I think that you're right. Time does heal all of this stuff and not, I mean, not necessarily either heals or like reveals your true feelings and like how you, your actions and how you want to move forward. But a month is not a long period of time. And I think it's probably really, really tied with the fact that it gives you uh, a definitive reason to feel scared and nervous to be long distance. Like it gives you this thing that like you can kind of hold on to. Um, And I think the being transparent with him and letting him know that just saying like, Hey, I feel really great when we're together. And then when you're gone and stuff, like I just can't stop thinking about this. And like, I am just like obsessing over this and I don't necessarily like, I I mean, I don't like this. And so like, I want to, I think time is going to like be the best fix for this, but like, I want to like, let's come up with a game plan for when you're not around and that kind of stuff. So like for you, first and foremost, I would block this girl on social media or unfollow her or just go out of your way to not go out of your way to like look at her content and her stuff. And then is it like daily check if he's like out of town for something or I don't know where he if he's not around, if it's getting she that said val- he was moving. And like it's like the like let's make sure we have like a call every morning and we have like check-ins throughout the day and we like a FaceTime at night and all of that kind of stuff. But when trust is broken with someone, it is earned back. And I personally think how that's earned back is there's obviously, you know, you saying the things that you need, but also somebody who is going out of their way to go above and beyond to earn your trust back, not just doing everything that you ask is being like, okay, how can I show this person that when they're not around, I'm thinking of them? How can I go out of my way to show them that they can trust me and not just like wait for instructions or wait for like, oh, just tell me what to do and then I will do it because that puts so much pressure on you. But I also would wonder if it would, I don't know if you're confrontational at all, but I don't even mean this in a confrontational way, but like, I don't know if it would make you feel better to have a conversation with her. And like, Mm -hmm. especially since he wants you guys to be friends, I think he would be totally okay with it. Yeah. And I, if you liked her before, and I think that's also like, to be honest, that's so much harder when like, you really like her and like you think that she's cool and then you find out that they like had slept together and then it's like fuck like I like her and then it becomes like an insecurity because there's sometimes that someone's dated someone and you're like oh god I hate them and then you find out that your partner is hooked up with them and you're Mm -hmm. like oh we're not the same at all but if it's someone who you really like that can be like oh fuck like like it can prey on your insecurities a lot so I think I if I were the other girl in the situation, I would love to have a con- like and have a sit down conversation or just even like a text. If someone told me like, "Hey, I just found out about this. Like, you and my whatever this made me feel a certain way. Like, and like just to be able to like kind of like quell that and have her be like, "Oh my god, I like love him. Like, he's great. He's like, but like to be honest, like we hooked up like twice when we were wasted and like happy for you, but like was really not my thing. And like it was like and we can make everything like this really romantic thing in our head, especially when it's our own partner. Cause like we see them in that way and like, we really love them. We're attracted to them like that. And like you said at the beginning, if they, if the friendship was there and it is, and then if there was 
like that sexual attraction, that romance there, they would be together of like Mm -hmm. all those people. So I think it might actually make you feel a lot better to talk to her. And then it'll either, I think, like quell everything that you're feeling and like you can move on because like she's not so like this like elusive like fantastical ethereal kind of like wonderful great being the one that got away in a certain way uh or she's like a total fucking bitch and is like the fucking worst and then like then you get to make your choice from there but i think you're just putting a lot of pressure just on your yourself for this especially when this is going to be like a long distance relationship where that's a lot of just you sort of a thing Mm -hmm. good god this is a stressful episode All right, now it's time for Don't Blame Them. <gasps> Don't Blame Them, where somebody calls in and gives their own advice on one of our previous calls. So which uh, episode or what kind of, what was this original call? This was from season six, episode five. Um, so the person that is calling for Don't Blame Them is a therapist and she is weighing in on how people are coping during a pandemic oh imagine it's my therapist (laughs) sarah hi megan and melissa um i am calling for don't blame them um for the episode from june 29th of this year um so i'm actually a therapist um and i just have some thoughts on the girl who was calling about her girlfriend who drinks and smokes too much um so I really second everything you guys said. I thought that I was so on point. Um, and I would, you know, echo that that's what that girl should do. Um, I also wanted to add that um, it really hurt my interest when the the girlfriend said that she's bored. And that's why um, she wants to use. And I get it. Like, it's quarantine. And, like, there's nothing else to do. And, like, everything just feels so bleak. So, that's what that's how it goes back to your guys' advice of like sussing out what's going on. But I just wanted to throw out there that um ADHD and substance abuse actually has a very strong correlation. Um for people who have ADHD, thank goodness you probably know, um it p- boredom can feel painful. Um and it's not really talked about a lot, but there is this strong correlation of people with ADHD using substance uh some substances to cope with how painful boredom is and um, all the other things that come with ADHD. Um, I also have ADHD, so that was definitely something that I've experienced and can speak to as well as speaking to it on a professional level. Um, So she definitely should talk to a professional. Um, Obviously, that professional could help her in that way, like if that is a scenario. But I just wanted to throw that out there, especially if other people are experiencing that. Like if you just feel like you don't know what to do with yourself and you're not trying to cope with anything, but boredom just feels like painful and um, you're wanting to take that feeling away. It's just something to think about that is not talked about as much as it should be. Thanks guys. Very, very, very true. My therapist talks about how like I need, and people with ADHD need more stimul like stimulation than most people. And so when there's like nothing going on or my nothing or ADHD nothing compared to other people's nothing, like I need to do, I function the best. I have like all of these different things going because otherwise like my brain doesn't know how to like, ha- mm-hmm. like it, it can't handle all of that. And so it's, it's so, so super true. And something I've also learned um, 
is that people with ADHD have a lot of impulse control issues, which like can tie into like my skin picking and all of this other stuff that shit that I've like dealt with personally. But like drinking is also something that I talk about it in my book, something that I like very much got into in like a self-medicating kind of way. But um, there is that combination of you can't be bored. You have to do anything else to than other anything else to be bored. I can like explain it in the sense that like people who don't have ADHD, if you like go to bed at night and you're like, mind is racing. Now imagine that on like 10,000 times at all times of the day, like your brain works so fucking fast that like you just want to kind of slow it down. Like you just kind of want it to like calm the fuck down. And like that can be a huge thing to that. But also, yeah, the, the impulse control aspect of it. And uh, there's this other channel that I started watching about ADHD, which was really interesting, but they talked about, um, the receptors that release like serotonin, which is why like a lot of people with ADHD also deal with like depression and stuff is that like, they don't regulate in the same way that it does for people who like don't have that. And so it's the same reason why like people with ADHD have, uh, a lot of the impulse control things are negative things. Mm-hmm. Like they're like physically, like, like physical self-harm sort of things or like picking or scratching or anything like that because like your body weirdly enough releases like dopamine or serotonin for these kinds of things that like when you're not controlling your impulses like it can feel really good like it kind of just feels like you're just like letting yourself like be yourself but then it becomes this like self-destructive sort of thing and so uh that is like a very very good point and I think therapy is like a a great option for that and also like learning so much about because like I didn't go to therapy for my ADHD, like specifically, like I just was going to my psychiatrist about it. Cause I was like, oh, I just like can't fucking focus and we'll talk about it. But then once like I started talking about it more in therapy, I was like, oh, this should like really affects my fucking life. And she's like, mm. yeah, like this is like a way bigger thing. So I think this is so interesting and such a good, a good, good, good point. And we love it when therapists listen to our show. Yeah. Love it so much. Thank you so much for calling. Okay, guys, that is it for today's episode, this week's episode. We hope you enjoyed. If you want to call in for an upcoming one, you can leave us a voicemail at 310-694-0976. And international listeners, you can send us an audio message at meganpodcast at gmail.com. This is your weekly reminder that uh, you should be following us on Instagram, on Mm -hmm. Twitter. Um, I will say sometimes I go through and like stalk people um, who are like, you know, like commenting on stuff like in our Facebook group. And then I see that like you don't follow us on Instagram and like that's just really rude. And like you should maybe. Like, oh, But check and see like do they follow like other like people that aren't. Their yeah, friends? they fucking follow Claudia. All of them okay. follow Claudia and then okay. not me. And I'm like, okay. Claudia and okay. I are friends like. Can I not get the Claudia Slusky like stamp of approval? Like, come on. <laughs> like, we would like a follow. Um, but to it, back to our Facebook group, just to talk about that. We are still not accepting new members. And um, if you send a DM this week and you ask about it and you don't listen to the end of the episode, I'm just gonna start writing down the usernames and then I'm just once we open it up, I'm not gonna accept you because you actually don't listen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then you and a both. big part of the Facebook group is listening. You have to listen mm-hmm. and read and be active and like follow directions. Keep yeah. follow directions, you get kicked out. And you got to seek out those directions versus being like, I don't know if this is breaking the rules. And I'm like, how about you look at the rules? 
Um, but uh, yeah, our Facebook group is currently closed for new members. We will let you know when we are accepting new ones and we will give you all a link when that happens. Um, please register to vote. Vote for Joe Biden. Um, yeah, it's not near me. Oh, do you have, do you have a have whole a cardboard? Oh, I was like, you got a cardboard cut out of um, Joe? That would be my sister's dream. She has a crush on him. Oh, okay. I mean, I, you know, Al Gore you was mine, Al so Gore, I can't, yeah. I can't knock anyone at all. Her, her type is like old white men. <laughs> they gotta be like, they gotta have like, like great grandchildren. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> For sure. I like it. Um, and, uh, what else do we have to do that we have to say? Anything else? If you want to listen ad-free to our episodes, you can sign up for Stitcher Premium. We are over there. And um, that is it. And we'll see you you guys next time. Goodbye. Don't Blame Me is a production by me, executive produced by Melissa DeMonts, edited by Katrina Henning, and music by Ryan Hunter and Giacomo Picasso. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 
Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on.